Good morning. Happy Friday, wherever it is that you are coming from. I am Angie Peters, and this is Life Up Here. Oh my gosh, that sounded so official, like I'm a news broadcaster or something. That's fun. Did you ever like play make-believe when you were little and there were just like go-to things that, that it is that you wanted to play? Well, for me and my cousins, that was something that we would do is we would be either news broadcasters or we would be receptionists. <laughs> so funny. See, my administration skills began when I was little. I wanted to be a secretary. I don't know why. Anyway, that is has nothing to do with anything except my life. Um, you guys, we are talking about being consecrated. We are in a series right now called The Shepherd's Crook, and it's all about the comfort of discipline. I feel like discipline is something that is vastly missing from um, Christendom, especially in our Western church. And we need to get back to the disciplines that are offered by the father. And we shy away from this because we don't understand. It is a huge misunderstanding. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If you have not been following along with us for the last couple of weeks, go back and watch the last two Sundays and you'll have a better understanding and be able to kind of catch up a little bit on what it is that we've been talking about. This is a really important topic because we are in the middle of a retraining day. Um, here's a little announcement for you. You can either go and uh, look back through our Facebook um, account or on YouTube to find those teachings, or we have a podcast. Just go and um, look up um, Unedited Life and it should pop up. Vince, are we on, um, maybe you could like tell us in the comments, I don't know. Um, are we on multiple platforms for podcasts or is it just Apple? You can answer that question because I honestly do not know. Um, so consecrated. This is what Pepper talked about on um, on Sunday morning. And you guys, seriously, oh, it's on all platforms. Fantastic. Um, thanks for answering that. Um, she talked about being consecrated, what that looked like. And you guys, it's so fun. I love it when somebody teaches through the Old Testament, the stories of the Old Testament, because it just doesn't happen very often. And I love to, to like hear it in somebody else's um, point of view. It's just, it's, it's fun for me. And so she was talking about the life of Samson and how he was, he was a Nazarite. And so from, from the moment that he was conceived, he was set apart because of who he, what line he was born into. And it turns out that just because you're set apart, that, that your tribe is consecrated doesn't actually keep you from a will. Like you still have to learn to maintain yourself, to, to bring yourself under the Lordship of, of Jesus Christ. Because like Pepper laid out, he stumbled into all kinds of, of lesser things, things that his soul wanted. And I love that she broke down that um, that we are not an employee of the soul. It's actually the other way around. And our soul is to be in submission to our spirit. Our spirit is leading the way because our spirit is already seated, right? This is what we need to understand is that our, our, our spirit is already seated next to Jesus. We are co-heirs. Everything that is his is ours. We know this. The, the New Testament tells us this, tells us everything that is ours, but we are still not acting like it. 
That's why we need the discipline of the Lord. In the description, I wrote set apart, dedicated, devoted, holy, anointed, and found wanting. This is what is true of us. We are still found wanting because we shy away from the disciplines that the Father offers us. So I will just take a breath a second and say, hi, Lisa. Hi, Pepper. Guys, thanks for being on with me. It's great to to see you on here. Okay, we're going to read through parts of Psalm 119. I just feel like it encapsulates our need for discipline. So we're going to start in um, chapter 119 and verse 1. Okay. You're only truly happy when you walk in total integrity. Wow. Walking in the light of God's word. What joy overwhelms everyone who keeps the ways of God, those who seek him as their heart's passion. They'll never do what's wrong, but will always choose the paths of the Lord. Sounds good, right? They'll never do what's wrong, but will always choose the paths of the Lord. If you will stay submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, we have everything at at our disposal. Like we have access to all that is his, right? The, The dominion of the heavens and the earth are Jesus's. And as co-heirs, that means it's ours. We we have access, but we don't know how to lay hold of it because we are undisciplined people. We need to learn to celebrate the discipline of the Lord. And you know that I, I just absolutely love that that Psalm 23 says that it's it's just a simple line: your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Can we actually say that? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We, we, we read scripture like that and we're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know that I can come into agreement with that. But it's actually what's true. Your rod and your, and your staff is what brings provision to my life. I'm just going to give you a really simple story. And I told this on um, Sunday morning and I'm going to tell it again and, and then add to it because it just continues to unravel. I, I am in a space where um, Jesus is asking of me small things that seem really unimportant. But if you know my journey, you know that the, this is how he, he has trained me throughout my entire life is to yield to his voice no matter what, no matter how small it is in my mind. Because in his mind, he knows that these little things that he's asking of me are going to lead to something where I need to be able to quickly obey his voice. This has been this has been the story of my life. Pick up that stick, pick up that trash. You know, it's it's simple thing. Go put the cart back, right? You know, the people that will just kind of park their shopping cart next to their car. I, that wasn't something I was allowed to do. Is no, don't just put it in the stall. Go take it back into the store and put it up. Now, does he require that of everyone? No. And I should not transfer what he's asking me to do onto other people, nor should you. That's when we do that, we're eating from the wrong tree. This is where we have fallen into error as a body is the things that God has assigned for me to do. I take 
unravel it, lay it over the hole and force other people to walk in the obedience that's designed for me. Understand that there is an obedience that is designed for you, for your call, for your destiny. It's not the same as mine. Will they overlap at times? Perhaps. I don't know. Has God asked you to walk around naked? No, because that's not your assignment. That was Ezekiel. Was that Ezekiel? I don't remember which one. Ezekiel's assignment was to walk around naked. It's not my assignment. My assignment isn't to marry a prostitute. Is that your assignment? No, that was Hosea's assignment. That was what obedience looked like for Hosea because of the expression of the heart of God that he was bringing to the earth at the time. My story right now is make your bed. Make your bed. Now, this is, seems so silly to make your bed, but I will tell you that it's not something that, that I would traditionally care a whole lot about. And for whatever reason, God wants me to care about a made bed. And so I've been making my bed for weeks now. Before I do anything else, I need to make my bed. This morning, I was running behind. I hadn't dried my hair yet. I didn't have any makeup on, not even moisturizer. And I said to the Lord, I will make it as soon as I am done with my life. And he said, no, you won't. You'll make it right now. I'm like, Jesus, I'm running out of time here. He's like, do you not think that your submission to the obedience to my disciplines right now can actually control time? He's like, who is in control of your time, Angie? Okay, so what I want you to gain from this is that the things that we are wanting to see, the supernatural that we are wanting opened up to us, actually depends on our obedience to the disciplines that God is bringing to our life. It's huge. It really is. Don't negate the discipline that he is He is instructing you to come under because it seems small and meaningless. Making my bed right now is not small and meaningless. God is doing something and I just need to trust him. The other thing that it says, I want you to continue to do this until it stops burning your flesh. <laughs> Because it's what's true right now. Sometimes I delight in it. Other times I am just like, I don't want to make my bed, you know? And so until it stops burning my flesh, I'll be making my bed before I do anything else. The other thing that's been happening in my life is, is my response or reaction to things my soul, and this is where I, I really love Pepper, what it was that you broke down is that, that the soul is the employee of the spirit and, and not the other way around because my soul wants to be allowed to react in the same lesser ways that I see other people reacting. And I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to react in those same ways. He's like, what are you doing? And I know, I can feel it. Do you know what I'm talking about? You can feel the weight of like, what are you doing right now? And and I will like, after the fact, I'll be like, Jesus, this is not fair. So-and-so gets to react like that. <laughs> I'm telling on myself. 
but that's not where I'm at. And so he, what he's asking me in rebuttal to what it is that I'm complaining about is, do you want the things that go along with the standard that I'm holding you to? Or would you like to live the life that they're living? You guys, we have to start taking a little bit more seriously what it is that God is confronting us with. He brings specific disciplines to our life for a purpose. It has everything to do with our destiny. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, let's just keep reading. Uh, Verse four. So we are in Psalm 119, verse four. God has prescribed the right way to live, obeying his laws with all our hearts. How I long for my life to bring you glory as I follow each and every one of your holy precepts. You can ask yourself that question. Like, not ask yourself, ask Jesus, ask Holy Spirit. How am I doing at following every one of your precepts? Am I letting myself off the hook because that's what's comfortable? See, training in obedience and discipline, they actually require something of us because he's expanding us. The, the expand or die slogan that we have kind of coined over the last bit of time actually takes a stretching you don't just one day wake up expanded. It it happens in our mind first, but then it takes discipline to get you to stay in an expanded way. It's just like, and this is so simple, but like blowing up a balloon. How many of you love blowing up balloons? I hate blowing up balloons. It takes work to expand that thing. And then when you're, when you're trying to throw a party or something and you have to have multiple balloons blown up and your cheeks start hurting, you're having to expand your capacity for that. You know? So there, when he's saying expand or die, there is a discipline that is attached to that mandate to accomplish something that he desires to have expressed on the earth. You are his expression on the earth. And you better believe that he wants a disciplined expression or we're going to make a mess of it. And it's not going to look a whole lot like him and a whole lot more like your soul. What is he asking of you? Are you going to be brave enough? This is a better question. Are you going to be brave enough to ask him how you're doing at following his precepts? How are you doing at following the discipline that he has ordered for you right now? Good question. Then I'll never be ashamed for I take strength from all your commandments. That's huge, you guys. Like if you don't want to deal with shame, you need to get under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You need to be, listen, it matters very little that the mess that you have made of your life matters very little. He can erase the shame attached to those decisions that led to the mess by just getting underneath his lordship and allowing his disciplines to become your yoke, right? I, I was just reading about this and I love, I love the, I, I just love the stories of what it means to be yoked. You know, the, this originally comes from um, an understanding, you know, God always talks to us through things that we understand. And so when he was talking originally to one of his prophets about being yoked, it, it was something that they could understand. 
and to be for animals to be yoked, they would take a weaker animal and yoke it to a a um, a stronger animal, so that they he so the weaker one could learn to be strong, so it could learn the strength of the stronger animal for the seasoned animal next to it. That's what it that's what it was to be yoked, and then eventually. That, that they would have to be unyoked because it was no longer needing that same training. And they would use that, that other one to become the plumb line for what a strong oxen look like. And, and that one would then be yoked to a, a lesser, weaker um, animal. And, and so that's how we need to think. Like We need to be yoked to the disciplines of the father right now. We need it. You guys, we need to crave this. We, we just need to, okay? We, we need to want his disciplines. We need to ask him, yoke me to your strength, Father. Because where we're going, we can't fully understand until we can get these little things down. You know, we have to be willing to do the little things that seem nonsensical to us to be able to step into new day and fully expand the way that he wants us to. Okay. And we said all that to remember that if you don't want to deal with shame, just get underneath his lordship. He will take on, he already has, it's a done deal. Listen, he has already taken on all the lesser things. Your job is to simply recognize I screwed up. I am sorry, Jesus. I am, I I repent. I don't want to be attached to that thing anymore. That's really what we need to recognize is like, I don't want to be attached to that lesser thing anymore. Unyoke me from the thing that I have done because it no longer has strength. We're recognizing that and yoke me to the higher thing, to the strength that you have for me right now. Yeah. Can we do that? So that shame no longer has a hold of us. I know I just made that sound simple. And I did so because it is. His ways are so pure that they're easy. They're easy. He says that. He says, come to me, all you who are heavy with burden, and I will give you real rest. He even says that that he'll trade up our burdens for his lightness. It is easy. It's as easy as I just described. Turn away from that thing. Recognize that it is powerless in your life. Recognize that it is no longer the thing that that you should be yoked to. Remove yourself from that and come into the provision that he has for you. Agree that you need the disciplines. You need to be yoked with the discipline that he has for you. Okay. I will give my thanks to you from a heart of love and truth. And every time I learn more of your righteous judgments, I will be faithful to all that your word reveals. So don't ever give up on me. Can we just say that to him right now? Jesus, don't ever give up on me. Don't ever give up on me. Just tell him, I want what you want for my life. We just need to kind of recommit our minds and our hearts to what it is that he wants. Don't ever give up on me. 
I'm coming into alignment with what it is that you have for me. Don't give up on me. I'm choosing right now. Like we need to make a verbal choice with him right now. I'm choosing your ways. I want to be in line with what you want. I know that the the disciplines that you offer me will increase me, will expand me, will force me to pull up those tent pegs and pull them out wide. Jesus, don't ever give up on me. Verse nine, how can a young man stay pure? Only, say only, only by living in the word of God and walking in its truth. I have longed for you with the passion of my heart. Don't let me stray from your directions. Guys, we... We need, to, we need to take some, some serious notes here for our lives. Like, let's listen to the heart of David here. You guys, he wanted nothing more than to just stay in step with God. This is why he is, that, this is why it is said of him that he was a man after God's own heart. It wasn't because he did everything right. It was because he wanted to. He wanted to live righteously before the Father. And he was so quick to repent. He was quite dramatic in repentance. He's a man after God's heart because he wanted to be. We can't continue to do the lesser things. We are, we are under a very lazy form of Christianity. And it's adding nothing to us. It's not. We are delaying what the Father has. He has so much for us. He he wants to lavish. I mean, it tells us that like his goodness is lavished on us. But because of his goodness, he will not conquer us with it. He will hold it back because he's good and he knows that it will ruin us until we fall into line with his discipline, until we can say, your rod and your staff, they really are a comfort to me. You know, until our flesh stops burning every time he tells us to do something. (laughs) Don't let me stray from your directions. Verse 11, I consider your prophecies to be my greatest treasure. And I memorize them and I write them on my heart to keep me from committing sins, treason against you. Wow. My wonderful God, you are to be praised above all. Teach me the power of your decrees. That's powerful. Teach me the power of your decrees. You know, we need to become a people that aren't flattered by his prophetic words, right? We need to become a people who are not flattered by what it is that he's saying. We need to become a people who are sharpened by what it is that he's saying. You know, there's a difference. There's a difference. We've sat around and allowed his words to flatter us. Flattery does not create. It stagnates. Let's be a people who are sharpened by his words over our lives, okay? 
we, we've got a whole lot of people who are prophecy collectors so they can surround themselves by them feeling flattered in isolation and doing absolutely nothing to release expression of the Father on the earth. And I'm just going to, in kindness, I am just going to pray that you would not receive another word until you've done something with the ones you have already. This is discipline. Let's lay hold, let's carry his words over our life, but sharpened by them. Let's be sharpened by them so we actually do something. I'm going to say something that I feel like Holy Spirit whispered into my heart this morning. And I really didn't feel like it was something that, that I would do anything with right now, but I, I, it's bubbling up right now. I just, I want to tell you how this is happening for you so that you can kind of key in on, on how the prophetic sometimes works. I was just drinking coffee when he said this to me this morning. And then he reminded me of it again when I was making my bed and, and now it's bubbling up again. And so I feel like he wants me to release this and it's kind of a sharp word, but please don't take it that way. See it as invitation. There's a grace right now. I hear him saying all aboard, but it's a ship that's sailing to seas, seas that are unknown, okay? We are, we are moving out into unknown territory. This is new land for us. And I hear him saying all aboard. And there is a grace right now for you to forsake the things that have held you for so long and to go ahead and aboard the ship just as you are, trusting that everything that you've ever dreamed of is on the ship where he's at. And you need to trust that there is, there is going to be a discipline that you're walking into. You're going to need to trust his heart toward you. And the reason why I say there's a grace for this right now is because this ship is sailing with or without you. You can hop aboard now and be free from the repercussions of you sitting on the shoreline content and flattered by your words. Or you can come aboard. And I don't think that the invitation is going to be extended a long time. I'm not saying that there will not be time for repentance. I'm just saying you staying on the shoreline, you playing with disobedience, there will be repercussions to that. And I don't want that for you. I want you to come aboard. I want you to be where it is he wants you to be. Don't play around with obedience. Those prophetic words that you have idolized are no longer going to serve you on the shoreline. Get up and get going. Okay? I don't know where I was. I think I was at 13. I speak continually of your laws as I recite out loud your counsel to me. I find more joy in following what you tell me to do than in chasing after all the wealth of the world. Let's read that again. I find more joy in following what you tell me to do than in chasing after all the wealth of the world. You guys, this needs to become our heart posture where we recognize there is more joy found 
in chasing after alignment with the Father than there is in anything of earthly value. It's actually ours to bring the right value to the earth. The riches of the world are empty. They will not satisfy anyone long-term. But it is our job to bring the riches, to bring the wealth of the kingdom. If we will align ourselves with the Father's heart. I set my heart on your precepts and pay close attention to all your ways. My delight is found in all your laws and I won't forget to walk in your words. Verse 17, let me, your servant, walk in abundance of life that I may always live to obey your truth. Let me, your servant, walk in abundance of life that I may always live to obey your truth. Wow, can we even say this? We are not there, but this is where I want us to be. Let me, your servant, walk in the abundance of life that I may always live to obey your truth. You know, you can look at this and and, and also like point to John 10, 10, where it says the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but I, Jesus, have come to give you life in abundance, life overflowing, life full tilt. Seeing ourselves enfolded into Christ and taking on his nature will put us in the middle of an abundant life. But when we're not, when we don't put ourselves there, we are open for attack. We are. Hide it, hide yourself, hide yourself in Christ, right? Open my eyes to see the miracle wonders hidden in your word. My life on earth is so brief, so tutor me in the ways of your wisdom. I am continually consumed by these irresistible longings, these cravings to obey your every commandment. Ah, I'll read it again. This is verse 20. I am continually consumed by these irresistible longings, these cravings to obey your every commandment. Do you have an irresistible longing and are you having cravings (laughs) to obey him? This is what I want for us. I want us to have these irresistible longings and cravings to be under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, that all the lesser things that our flesh wants to go after would fall off because of our craving and our longing for his Lordship. That's what I want. You know, in in Isaiah 11, it it begins with this beautiful description of, of how we can recognize who Jesus would be, who the Messiah would be. And it it lists the seven spirits of the Lord. And, you know, the fear of the Lord is, is the last one. And just beyond that, scripture says, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Can that be said of you? That you are one who delights in the fear of the Lord? Are you one 
who has longings, who has cravings for the fear of the Lord, to be under his lordship. Is that you? Start asking him, what does that mean? How do I have a desire for the fear of the Lord? Create in me longing and craving for your ways. That's just, that's just good. And here's the deal. I know that when we get there, that's when all of the supernatural is going to open up for us. That's when, if you're a healer, that's when you're going to see people healed, right? If you're a miracle worker, that's when you're going to see miracles. Do you know that the stories that we love in the book of Acts is because they brought themselves under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. They delighted in the fear of the Lord as community. This wasn't just a few random people. Thousands were added to their numbers on a regular basis. When it says that they had all things in common, I want you to stop thinking about household goods. They weren't sharing eggs. They were sharing in the delight of the fear of the Lord. And we know full well what happened when uh, a couple decided to pull themselves out from underneath the power of oneness and underneath the power of delighting in the fear of the Lord. They pulled themselves out from under the discipline. So if you think that, that people being struck dead is an Old Testament phenomenon, you're wrong. This was an outpouring of Holy Spirit all throughout the book of Acts. And it says, and they were filled again, and they were filled again, and they were filled again. Right? Over and over. And it wasn't just the new people that were added, that were filled. It was a refilling and a refilling and a refilling because they learned to delight in the fear of the Lord. But even in all of that, Ananias and Sapphira lost their lives under the new covenant. We need to understand this and stop playing around with what it is that we're doing. We we are, gosh, you guys, we have been so undisciplined. We think it's okay for us to play around with lesser things. It's not okay. It's not okay to be addicted to offense. It's not okay for us to be addicted to worldly things. It's not okay. These things are taking up so much room in our lives that there's just not space for us to delight in the fear of the Lord because we're delighting in worldly things. Stop numbing all your pain and Realize that the answer to your pain is actually to come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I know life sucks. I know. I know life can suck. It can be heavy. It can be awful. It can be filled with loss. It can be filled with pain, trauma. It's just not an excuse. 
you want to be free from those things, you have to come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Stop playing around. The invitation is out there. All aboard. Stop being flattered by the prophetic words that you have collected and get up and get going. Get on board the ship that's setting sail. It's not that you're excluded if you decide to stay on the shoreline. It's just that life is going to become miserable. It's just what's true. You can look throughout scripture and find, even even in the Psalms, David lays out what life was like when he pulled himself out from underneath the Lordship of Jesus Christ. His life became miserable. People died. I just, God's just not messing around anymore. And to say that it's a life and death situation, I think is true. Expand or die. I think it's real. It's just, it's time for us to embrace what it is that Jesus wants for us. And that's going to take discipline first. It's going to take discipline up front. What's it mean to live a consecrated life? To want what he wants. Want what he wants. Starting line, for those of us that need a simplistic starting line, simply ask him, what is one thing? Give me one directive. What's one thing I can do differently? What's one thing that you want me to to overcome? One thing that you want me to give up? One thing you want me to stop doing? What's one thing that you want me to pick up and start doing? Maybe it's just as simple as, hey, spend some time with me every day. Maybe he's asking you to memorize some scripture. I don't know. I'm not you. Again, the discipline he has for my life can't be used by you. What he's asking of me right now is specific to my destiny what he has for me. Just want what he wants. You can, you can start there. Enter into a space of worship. Just begin to ascribe worth to his name and then tell him, I want what you want. What does that look like for me? Here's what I want to do. For those of you that are watching, I want you to be really brave because we need accountability in these areas, okay? We do. We need accountability or we will wane. We will stop doing the things that God told us to do. We need people who are willing to check in on us and say, hey, how are you doing with that? Like, how's the bed making go going, right? <laughs> I know it seems so silly to even talk about it out loud, <clears throat> but we need to. We need to have accountability. And um, I'm willing to, to help you along with that. We are willing to do that. There's, you know, community here that, that you can get on board with. So I want you to, to do this. I want you to go and I want you to describe worth to his name. And I want you to get into a space where he is expanded before you, right? That's what we want. We want his lordship to be big and overwhelming us, right? We want to be surrounded by who it is that he, that he is, his nature, his essence. And then we just need to ask him face to face. What does it look like for me to want what you want? And then just come back here and type it in the comments. And we'll interact with it, I promise. 
Okay. Anybody in? Say so. You can't be hearers only. Who's in? We've got to want what he wants to go where he has us going. Ah, Jesus. Yes, Lisa, thank you. I'm in too. I'm in. You know, I was um, just a, a couple days ago, and this has just been like, oh, just pressing on me that he wants more of us. I said, I said to John the other morning, I don't even know when it was, but I said to him, I said, you know, I think a day is coming where he's going to be asking us to fall on our faces and it might take days. You know, it might take days. Are we willing to be that radical? Are we those radicals? I don't know. But if the invitation is put out there, are you in still? Are you one who wants to be so consecrated before the Lord that you will go and you will fall on your face if it takes days? You know, all of the historical moves of God that we love to revel in, this is what happened. There's great repentance that takes place. There is a a recommitment to the things of the Lord that takes place. And there is deep prayer that takes place. There is intercession that takes place. There is an insatiable hunger and craving to be where he is at. And it will take people ripping you out of that place to get you off of your face. You know what I'm saying? Like those kinds of things. He's looking for people who will go all the way with him. And I just think these days are coming because he has a great outpouring for us, which is why we all need to be aboard, right? I don't want you to miss out on the great things that are coming. Do you know in the last, it says in the last days, there will be an outpouring of the spirit like we have never seen before. And it will take mothers and fathers to steward it. Those who know who they are in Christ, those who are aligned with him, those who say, I want what you want. Because there are people coming that are going to need discipled. And our discipleship right now, listen, in America, that looks like, hey, let's go drink your favorite coffee together and pretend to read our Bibles. Nothing required, nothing expected. We need to be those who carry an expectation of what it looks like to follow Jesus. And I know right now everything feels very intense. And I think it's for a purpose. God has turned the fire up and it's his love, you guys. It's his love. It's his ravaging love that he has turned up on high. And it's okay. We're going to be okay because we are those who delight in the fear of the Lord. So let's ask for the hunger. Let's ask for the cravings. And let's ask, how do I rightly align with you? Okay, I'm going to pray. Father, first and foremost, I just want to thank you. 
I want to thank you for loving us so extreme that you would not leave a single part of us untouched by your nature, by your essence. You you are looking for vessels who are willing to even exude your fragrance from their pores. it be us who will go the distance with you. And Holy Spirit, I just thank you right now that visions are dropping and that every ear is open to hear your word, your decree over their lives. And that we would sense the holiness of the moment. The weightiness of this moment with you. That we would take it very seriously. Knowing that you have lofty expectations over our lives. And you will get what you want. Right now, Jesus. I just describe worth to your name. You are so worthy. You're so worthy of us standing upright, exuding who you are on the earth, releasing your glory on the earth, your untainted glory on the earth. There would be a full expression of your character, your nature, and your love. I thank you that that you look on us and you see brothers and sisters, co-heirs, those capable of carrying and releasing all that is yours. And we submit ourselves right now. Just tell him, I submit myself to you. I submit myself to you, Jesus. I want what you want. Jesus, we want what you want. We submit ourselves to you. And I can see your hot hand, your hand that looks like it's on fire, Lord, just resting on the heads of your people. Just releasing fire, releasing just a a purification, a refining over your people. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. We receive your fire. We receive your fire. Just tell him that. I receive your fire, Jesus. I receive your fire, Jesus. Hmm. We yield to you. We yield to this moment, this holy moment. And we cry out, search our hearts. Examine us through and through. We want to look like you. Sound like you. Walk like you. Talk like you. in order to bring glory to your name, in order to ascribe worth.
to give you all that you're worth, Jesus. We thank you for the invitation to come closer, to enter into the discipline that you have for us. We declare right now that your rod and your staff are a comfort to us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I will just leave you with a blessing of the fire of the Lord that you would burn. That you would burn with the fire, the fiery passion of his love. Love you guys.